Hey everyone, I'm back with what might be a short recording. We'll see how it goes. Around some things that I've avoided doing in the past, I've talked about why I've avoided giving how-tos or talking about how I specifically, individually, do things to help myself (laughs) or how I've done things in my own healing journey and experience. I've avoided the how-tos because in my experience that can be tricky and not always helpful. And I don't want to offer solutions that are somehow meant to be definitive for everyone. Um, That can be a real issue for me when I'm looking at how people offer their how-tos. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. I've done it before. I've talked about this before. But I've avoided offering solutions or content around how I do things. But I'm going to do that here. So I just wanted to say all of that as a caveat and some nuance that's important to address. That whatever I talk about is just my own experience and I'm not suggesting that this is a solution or solutions for everyone, that it'll apply to everyone, that it will work for everyone, that everyone will want to do what I'm suggesting, that everyone will relate to what I'm suggesting, etc., 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 etc. On and on and on and on it goes. Okay. I was inspired recently by a sermon given by the Reverend Michael Dowd, who I've mentioned before. He is like a lecturer and speaker in the domain of post-doom collapse. So not so much an alarmist, not so much a doomer, (laughs) but post that more along the lines of, okay, so we've accepted that we are in times of unprecedented upheaval. Now what? Like, what do we do? How do we do it? But reaching that point of acceptance and realization is something he's really big on. That isn't, I guess, my area. That requires like years of activism and research and stuff that I don't have in my background. I I have no business talking about things like that because I don't have the background or the experience. But I would rather just right now talk about how. So as I said, I was inspired by a sermon he just gave, basically in how to enjoy life fully and be fulfilled while the society around us is in collapse. First, let me clarify the perspective that he is coming from and that I, by proxy, am coming from, and and all the other people that are in the collapse domain, um, whether that be in activism or whatever. It's coming from the perspective of accepting that 
what's going on in the world right now. Not just here in the U.S., but yeah, definitely here in the U.S., but everywhere. Is the result of ecological overshoot. What happens in ecological overshoot is a society is unsustainable. It has perpetuated the fallacy of limitless growth or limitless progress by extracting from natural resources and everything that goes along with extraction of natural resources like oppression of certain groups of people, etc., etc. And so there are very long periods of time in that civilization, centuries, of boom or growth or extensive growth. And then when it reaches a point in that society where resources become increasingly limited and are non-renewable, nature is not a resource to extract from that is limitlessly renewable. There is the bust phase, the collapse phase, the, the phases where a, a society collapses and falls apart. That phase is much, much shorter than the very long phases of boom, of growth, of progress. And when it comes to ecological overshoot and collapse, the changes that are seen in the climate as a result of that are non-linear and are not incremental. They are exponential, so they don't follow the kind of storyline or timeline that we expect to see with everything else in our lives. We expect a timeline to be linear and incremental, but when it comes to the complex interconnectedness of our planet's systems, ecological systems, that doesn't apply. Linear timelines, incremental timelines, it then becomes exponential. With exponential climate change, um, things reach breaking points throughout various complex interconnected systems that then result in very rapid, what's called abrupt climate change. That's where things get tricky to predict. And that's where there is an enormous, actually, amount of researchers, scientists, thought leaders, business leaders who debate what all that means and what's going to happen and when and, and whatnot. I'm not going to go into that. I'm just talking about collapse of society, the one that I live in, the United States, from a historical perspective. What happens in a culture that is unsustainable, that reaches a breaking point, and then slides into the bust phase, rather than all those many centuries of boom, booming and progress? Um, the thing about human history is there are many, many examples of civilizations that have that exact same pattern of booming and busting, of growth and collapse. And each and every one of those civilizations, there are like 80 or 90 examples 
of societal or civilizational collapse. They all follow the same pattern and none of them become sustainable in their process of collapse. It just doesn't happen. So while we definitely have different things going on in our current society, technology and, and whatnot, I think the main point is it is delusional to hope that our society and Western society and industrial global society in general is somehow able to become sustainable at the rate at which we currently extract and grow. It's just break, it's breaking the laws of physics and nature, but more than that, it's just impossible to do on an incredibly complex and fragile planet like Earth. It's just not possible to become a sustainable society in the midst of what we have already wrought or created. So that's the perspective I'm coming from, which leads me to my main point here. Nothing is going to get better in the sense that we expect stories to get better. We hope for and expect when things get worse and worse that there will be a point in time when things resolve and get better. The most important how-to that I can offer right now is how to remain fulfilled and peaceful and thriving in a society that will never get better and in fact is just going to get worse. How do you do that? Because it sure can seem impossible. And I do not want to suggest that I don't continue to struggle. I absolutely do. But I have, through my direct personal experience, found things that are a daily practice. It's how I live my life currently. That do actually nurture an inner state of being that is fulfilled and purposeful and thriving amidst what is not going to get better. I think that, just as a side note, when we are in a society that is descending into more and more madness, chaos, upheaval, grief, destruction, violence, um, when that's happening, it, it's, there's definite periods of time where there's lulls, like quiet, peaceful periods of time where not much is happening. I do, however, see it more like the labor process where when a woman or someone is in labor and giving birth, um, the contractions come faster and faster. So at the beginning, however long that, that labor process takes, it's different for everyone, obviously, and there's really no planning or plotting how long it's going to take. But at the beginning, the contractions are spaced far apart. So there are periods of time like in between contractions where someone can be like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't actually, this maybe this is just a false alarm. Maybe I'm not actually gonna give birth. 
soon, maybe I have another few weeks, yada, yada, yada. And then the contractions start coming more and more frequently. And the person realizes, okay, yeah, this is actually really happening. And then the contractions come so quickly that, you know, birth is inevitable and about to happen. So I think that there are periods of time between contractions, but when it comes to exponential or abrupt collapse, um, those contractions, the period of time between them gets less and less. So what do you do? How, like, how does someone, because it seems, and I know for a lot of people, it would seem impossible to even listen to someone say you can be at peace and thriving even with death at your door um this I guess mini list that I'm giving right now is not at all set in stone and is not at all comprehensive I am always growing and changing and being challenged and going through death and rebirth myself constantly and I'm certainly not an elder and I'm certainly not fully initiated or have a title or anything at this point that would suggest that I am in a position of importance or leadership or whatever. So this is always changing. It's always flexing and flowing. But this is what I have found is definitely helping me in these times where waves and waves and waves will continue to come faster and faster, showing us that um, the craziness that occurs as a result of collapse, overshoot and collapse, and, and everything that, that happens with overshoot and collapse. And I am going to link in this recording to Michael Dowd's one or two of his short, incredibly concise and comprehensive presentations about what collapses. And by all means, please understand this, that he is not the only resource. There are many very solid, grounded, exceptionally accomplished people out there, scientists and whatnot, talking about these things in, in really practical, accessible ways. So this is just one resource that I personally relate to really well because probably um, he, Michael Dowd, is someone who I kind of wish had been my dad or a mentor <laughs> during my formative years. Anyway, the, the, um, as I was saying, so yeah, the, the craziness that gets more turned up and more apparent is incredibly normal and expected when a society is in a collapse phase. Um, and it doesn't get better. People just get crazier. <laughs> and so in the midst of all of that, how, how to remain peaceful and fulfilled? Like actually, I'm glad to be alive and I'm loving life and every moment, you know, not that there aren't real challenges and grief, but how am I not suffering? I might be feeling all these things, grief and fear, but I'm not suffering those feelings. Um, how is that done? Some just really practical practices that I do every day. One would just be the most basic, which I've been talking really about for the last 15 minutes, which is acceptance. I have accepted that 
even though I don't know the details or the timelines or the this, that, and the other, we are, all of us, collectively in a phase of collapse as the result of ecological overshoot, what we've done to the planet. All the problems arising are actually not separate problems. They all belong to this one great predicament, which is the result of ecological collapse and overshoot, overshoot and collapse. So I've accepted that. That's a process that's not a one and done at all. And everyone is going to be very different where they are in that process. But accepting that there is no magical timeline in which things improve and get under control and go back to quote normal, that's not a part of my inner world anymore. I have let go of that. And in doing so, I actually am embodying living in states of greater peace and fulfillment just with that alone. Just the acceptance, the letting go and the surrender then allows for the trust to build that it will be okay. Even when things physically are not okay, within myself, I'm okay. That's foundational. And that requires daily practice of surrender, which I already was doing anyway. Um, incredibly fortunate and privileged in that regard that like I've already for years now been unlearning control and unlearning attachments and unlearning frustration and unlearning entitlement and instead Every day, this has been a practice of embodying surrender and trust. Two sides of the same coin, surrender and trust. They go hand in hand. So that is foundational. The second thing that I do that is helping me to actually genuinely, legitimately thrive, even though on the outside I know I don't have a lot of proof of that yet, and maybe people are looking at me and not seeing much proof of movement. Uh, there's been a lot going on in my life for years now. And the external uh, events or actions that reflect that are gearing up and getting and really getting started for me. Um, but I don't want to be defensive and I don't want to be trying to defend and explain myself. That's another thing I've had to unlearn is defending and explaining myself. Oh my God, that's been so hard. Ah. Okay, anyway, staying off social media. I am not on social media except for the videos I watch on YouTube that are, for the most part, 90% of the time are the teachers that are actually aligned and I've been, I've been guided to. They've been, they're, they're aligned for me and I've been guided to, to learn from them. Um, and then of course this podcast and I have now a website for it, but social media, being off social media for myself, I can only speak for myself, has improved my health in really clear ways. My sleep, anxiety, frustration, projection, um, competition, my dream life is so much more clear and relevant to my path. 
I'm so much more clear on what is aligned for me. I'm so much more clear on who I am and the values I carry and who my elevated ancestors are and what a relationship there within myself actually looks like and requires and the authenticity of it it just continues to go deeper and deeper and deeper and I just become more and more rooted I become more and more stable and flexible at the same time and getting off social media as simple as that sounds and also as impossible for many people as that might seem because I know a lot of people don't feel that they cannot be on social media for whatever their reasons and maybe that's true I don't I genuinely don't know but for myself I really believed for a long time that there was no way I could be off social media and then I have been and things are so much better for my health just like my physical health even like my digestion and my guts and my brain and my nervous system and my adrenal glands all of it I like physically um like even my skin is more glowing and resilient and bouncy and like even my hair <laughs> it's like it's like I, I can digest my food better and absorb the nutrients better um so if there is a time when I am sharing content on, on a social media platform again, it's going to be under very strict conditions and I will not have apps on my phone and um, yeah, because I just know what it does to my health and I am not at a point where I can be some sort of guru or sage where I can be in absolutely any environment doing anything and just be this like in this bubble of peace and thriving and I actually don't believe that that is that is true for anyone even if they have a title or a platform whereby they're a guru or an enlightened master or or super duper exceptionally successful as a spiritual leader um i don't even think the buddha could live the life that we are all living and not have some kind of impact on their health I just don't believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm totally fine with being wrong. I don't need to be right. But this is what's aligned for me right now. And and staying flexible and open to change as well. Maybe there's a point where going on social media is, is actually the healthiest thing I could do for myself. The most thriviest thing I could do for myself. And my health will remain beautiful and glowing and stable. Maybe there is a point in time where I can do that. And if that's the case, then I'll do that. That's what's aligned for me. So staying really flexible. That's maybe my third suggestion. Flexibility of abiding in the both and. It's it's just going to be more and more tempting to stick with the either or, with, with the this or the that. Um, but being able to embody the kind of flexibility and resiliency of the both and recognizing that I can both be enjoying strawberries and olives and at the same time mass shootings become a daily occurrence in like potentially my own my own community you know that you can be experiencing a societal collapse and at the same time still have access to luxuries and conveniences and nutrition and just the basics that we, the majority of us, not all of us, 
but the majority of us take for granted. Not everyone has access to these things, but many, many, many of us here in the U.S. and in Western cultures have access to these things, and that can all still be occurring at the same time that things are collapsing and disintegrating. So embodying the both and, that's like been the third most foundational, crucial inner state of being that allows for me to experience peace, joy, and fulfillment in the midst of craziness. I would say also realizing this is my fourth and maybe my final on this particular recording, a, a list of, of how, how to finally fully recognizing and acknowledging that I need healthy, stable people in community and realizing that I currently don't have that very much and that I need to be somewhere where that can be fostered, where that can grow and happen. I can't, I can't do this alone. And I don't think anyone can, even loners and introverts, of which I am one, cannot be alive right now and be alone, be isolated. I absolutely have acknowledged and accept that I need a real community. Even if it's a small amount of people, does it, that does the size of it doesn't matter. People who are in alignment and who are well and in order and who are on a path in life of wellness and being in order doesn't mean they're perfect at all. Doesn't mean there's not conflict or issues or disagreements whatsoever. Uh, it just means it's, it's people who are collaborative really, truly, and genuinely for the long haul and recognize that there's no way that, that I or anyone can do this alone. So I think that's where I'm going to stop. Those are my four main how-tos that, honestly, I don't see how anyone is going to be able to thrive without those really foundational things in place. So I hope that this has been informative or helpful for, for anyone listening to this. At any point, just know none of this is set in stone. It's always flexing and flowing. I guess that's like the meta point, like the biggest point that I could make is that it's always flexing and flowing and changing and uh, gotta be able to flow with it. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs>